Hey, this is Nikki McCrary, lead pastor at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in Statesboro, Georgia, where we exist to be a life-changing church. So as you listen, I pray that you will be encouraged in your walk with Christ and that your life will be forever changed as you grow in your relationship with Him. This series that we're talking about, The Path, is all about the fact that we are all going down a path, that we're all going down certain roads, that we are going in a direction in our life and that path is taking us down a certain road and the path that you're following right now the direction that you are currently going is actually leading you somewhere okay in fact it is going to take you to a certain place a certain destination the question though is is it where you want to end up being That's the big question, right? And so this series is designed to help those of us who maybe are thinking about some of the major things going on in our life and the direction that our life is going where we want to be. We've come to the conclusion that maybe the path that we're on is not exactly going to take me where I want to end up being. And so you are asking and answering that all-important question, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be. How do we get from where we am to where I want to be? See, you know what I mean. It's a big question, right? How do we do that? Well, we start by typing it out correctly, all right? See how easily you can get off the path, right? All right, how do we get from where we are to where we want to be? Very, very important question. So we we talked about last week a couple of truths that help us to answer This question, the first truth is the very fact that no one gets lost on purpose. No one gets lost on purpose. I mean, we don't plan to get lost. We didn't plan on ending up where we ended up. But somehow or another, somewhere along the way, we ended up being where we didn't want to be. And that was lost and at a place that we didn't expect to be at. The second truth that we came upon was the fact that people don't know that they're getting lost when they're getting lost. So people don't get lost on purpose, and people don't know that they're lost when they're getting lost. Matter of fact, if you'll remember, we said there was this really, really super thin line between getting lost and being lost. Between getting lost and being lost. There's that super thin line right about knowing exactly where that is. And see, by the time most people realize that they are actually lost, they have been lost for a very long time. And so even though it's not people's intention to get lost, people get lost because of this. The road that you're on determines where you end up. The road you're on determines where you will end up. And so that led us to the principle that this whole series is being based around called the path, and that is this. The principle is your direction not your intention determines your direction, all right, your destination. Your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. And we established last week that this applies to all areas of your life. It certainly applies to your spiritual life, but it it really applies to all areas of your life, especially the major ones such as finances and relationships and all those kinds of things. But it really applies to all areas of our life. And so in reality, when we're talking about this principle, the direction, not your intention, determines your destination, what we're saying is is a principle is not a rule that you follow, 
but rather a principle follows you. Okay? It's not a rule that you follow. It actually follows you. It's something that happens even when you don't realize it happens. It follows you wherever you go. It's not something that you get to choose to just apply to your life. It actually applies itself to your life, again, even when you don't realize that it's actually going on. So a principle isn't a law or a rule that you break, but if you ignore that principle, it will break you. And that's what's so important about a principle is once you realize that it is in play in your life, you get to make a decision about what you're going to do with it. You get to decide, am I going to leverage it for my good or am I going to ignore it to my demise? That is, am I going to leverage it to my good, this principle in my life, that my direction determines my destination, or am I going to ignore that to my demise? So you've been given this principle. Here it is again. Your direction, not your intention, determines your destination, right? Your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. And so maybe this is a brand new concept for some of you. Maybe you never even thought about it before, but that doesn't change the fact because it's a principle. It's been applying itself to your life all this time. You're just now realizing, okay? Or maybe you've known this for a very, very long time, but the question remains is this. How do we know which path to take? Since this principle is working in my life, whether I want it to or not, how do we know which path to take in these major areas of our life. For example, how do we know who we are supposed to marry? All right? Just found out a couple here in attendance this morning just got engaged recently. Congratulations to our youth intern, Mariah. All right? And her fiance there. All right? Brother, you better know which path to take. Because it may be too late now, right? You started down this path. Daddy's sitting over in the other room with a big gun. No, he's just sitting over in the other room. But how do we know which path to take when it comes to our career, what profession we're going to follow? Because some of you are sitting out there now going, you know, I wish I'd have thought about that a long time ago. How do you know which path to take regarding your finances? You know, whether to buy this house or to sell this house or to invest in this or to not invest in that or what to do with my finances. How, how do we know what path to take in all these major areas of our life so that whatever path we take, it will take us where we want to go? And then even uh, 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 just an important question is, how do I know which path is the wrong path to take? How do I know how to avoid all of the wrong paths in my life, Right? How do we know that? Well, we talked last week, and I asked you to think about what are some of the huge disconnects in your life? That is, you know that the direction you take ends up determining your destination, but yet you're still living life by intentions, and you're wondering why you've ended up where you have ended up. And we've all ended up in places that we didn't mean to be, right? I mean, it happens. I mean, life is complicated, and sometimes the solutions just aren't clear-cut, and they're not very easy to figure out. And a lot of times, when we really sit down and look at it, it actually comes out there are really few good options. And so, how do we know which path 
to take because we've gone down these roads we didn't mean to. And, and you know, looking back, we can now see the warning signs. Matter of fact, a lot of times we saw them, but we chose to ignore them, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, if you have a computer problem, you go see a computer specialist, right? To get your computer fixed. You don't go to a foot doctor to get your computer fixed, right? Now, you might, but it's not going to work out too good probably. All right. If you have a car problem, you go get a good mechanic to look at it. All right, And you see them about that. So if you want to know how to make wise choices and about which paths to take about major things in your life, you seek somebody who has wisdom, right? And so that's why we are basing our study, the path that we're going to be traveling, we're basing it out of the book of Proverbs because it is the book of wisdom. Matter of fact, in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 and 4, it says this. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, it says, The reason the whole book of Proverbs was written, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. That's why this book of wisdom was written. And so see, the truth is, God is not out to rain on our parade. God actually wants us to go down the right paths in life. God does not want us to end up with our lives being in a wreck. God wants us to be able to make wise decisions and to know which path to go down. Did you know that most personal problems can't be fixed? Yeah, I didn't think I'd get a lot of amens on that, okay? Most personal problems can't be fixed. You can fix a computer, and you can fix a car, but people and us, we're far more complex than a computer or a car, and that's where the big lie is. See, the big lie is, is that you can go down a path that you intend to turn out one way when in reality it's going to turn out to be a path that you don't really want to go down because it's going to take you where you don't really want to end up. And the big lie is that you can go ahead and do that and then when you get down to the end of that path and you realize you're somewhere you don't want to be, that then you'll worry about it and then you will fix it, right? It's the big lie. And so the bottom line is that's tough. But I got some good news for you in terms of our personal problems. Even though you can't fix most of them, you can learn to cope with them. You can learn to overcome your personal problems. You can even learn from them so that you don't make the same mistake twice, right? But you know what? Your past is your past. And your past follows you everywhere you go. And your past remains a part of your life and everyone around you for the rest of your life. Your past is your past. Well, I got some even better news. Although you cannot fix most personal problems, most personal problems can be avoided. You can't fix personal problems, most of them, but most personal problems 
can be avoided. So that's what we want to learn in this series, right? We want to learn how to get to the end of our path and not have to cope with something that we didn't want to cope with. Because I'm going to tell you, life is rough and tough enough. Life has enough hurt and pains and agony in it without bringing it on ourselves by making wrong decisions and going down wrong paths. So let's learn how to not go down paths and how that we don't have to end up at the end of our path coping with something that could have been avoided. We're going to do that by looking at the wisdom book, Proverbs here. We're going to learn to look ahead and to avoid the danger that lies in wait for us just down the road, okay? And to help us do that, we're going to focus on two words this morning, okay? Don't flip over there because it'll take you too long to get there. I've already been gone by then. Some of you at home already spilled your coffee by now. But Proverbs 14, verse 15 says this. Look, we're looking for two words now. Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. All right, the next verse is this, Proverbs 22, verse 3. It says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. A simple, the simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. One more verse, Proverbs 27, verse 12. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. And you're sitting there going, oh, Brother Nicky, don't, don't you realize you just read the same verse twice? You've already had one blooper, right? Well, in this case, it is not a mistake. It's the exact same verse. God put it in there twice because it's really important. Now, I know I gave you a little bit of a hint all right, with the color coding. But did you notice two words that kind of jumped out at you that we want to focus on today? You did? You did? That's why you're in college. So you're smart like that, right? The prudent versus the simpleton. Absolutely. Now, depending on what version that you use or that you might have, you'll find this, these words in just Proverbs alone over a dozen times. And if you look at it throughout the entire New Testament alone, you'll find it over 35 times. And again, it may be more, maybe less, depending on what version you are. But God speaks about the prudent and the simpleton a good bit. But you know what? We really don't use those words, right, that much. I mean, when's the last time you heard somebody say, you need to be more prudent with your life? And you go, huh, is that going to hurt? I mean, what is that? I, I don't know. Now, we, we know what the word prude is, but that's a whole different term, all right? You just add a few more letters and it changes everything, right? That's the way the English language goes. But anyway, we don't use the word prudent very much in simpleton, but they really mean wise and foolish. And so the prudent person is the wise person who realizes that there is a connection between their actions and the consequences, that there is a connection between the direction they go in their life and where they end up, their destination is going to be. That, that is the prudent person, okay? Now, the simpleton, they're more of what you would consider to be the foolish person. There's this disconnect, right, between the way they live their life. There's a disconnect between their actions and the fact that every action has some sort of consequences. So there's a disconnect between how they are intending to live their life and then actually where they end up being with their life. Now, we've all come across that person, right, 
that we've talked to that has somehow dug themselves into this really deep hole and they're trying to dig themselves out of it. We're talking to this person and whether we actually ask them or not, we're at least thinking it, right? As they're trying to dig themselves out of this deep situation that they've gotten themselves in, we're thinking, you know, didn't you see this coming? I mean, didn't you see some warning signs? Didn't, didn't somebody warn you about the danger about this path that you were headed down. And if you were actually able to have that conversation with that person, you almost always get the same answer, right? We say, didn't you see this coming? They go, yes, but. Yes, but they ignored the warning signs. Yes, but they didn't listen to any of the advice that people were trying to give them. Yes, but they just thought it would work out this time. Yes, but they just thought they would be the exception in this case. And they will say, you know, I intended for things to turn out different in my life, but look where I've ended up. I intended for things to turn out different in my life. So how do we know which path to take? Well, Proverbs 27 12, and I want you to go over there now if you haven't already, and we're going to park there for just a minute on these two words, because Proverbs 27, 12 tells us which path to take. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So first, we see in this, what I call the principle of the prudent, okay, is this. First of all, we see that we have two different people two different responses, and two different outcomes. But both have the exact same situation. Both are going down exactly the same road, and both have the same common factor involved in that both of them see the danger. Both of them see the danger. They are warned that there's danger ahead. On the same road, the same path, same situation, they both see that danger is up ahead. So the primary difference between the prudent and the simpleton is simply this. It's not what they see, it is how they respond to what they see. It's not what they see, it's how they respond to what they see. You see, the prudent sees danger and they take refuge. They tuck tail and run, they get out of there. Okay? The simple see danger and they just keep right on going. They see danger, just keep right on going. Both of them see the danger. One responds by changing their course. The other one just keeps right on going, hoping that the danger never will arrive or that somehow it'll just go away and it'll be different somehow or another. It's like two rafts floating down the river. Now, being in youth ministry for as long as I was and being here in the southeast, I've been down the Okoe River over 30 times and survived all of them. Okay, that's why I'm here today. Okay, duh. All right, but it isn't very exciting going down that river. But it is a dangerous river. It's a class four out of five uh, on the scale of rapids and stuff. It, it's it's a pretty serious deal. And everybody's fine as long as they're in the boat. But if you ever get out of the boat and you're in one of those rapids, you'll know why it's a class four out of five. Okay, the safety sea is in the boat. But let's say you've got two. Rafts, and they're both going down this river, and the river is very calm, all right? But all of a sudden, both of these rafts going down this calm river, they hear up ahead, they hear this roar 
of water, and it's very, very loud. And then both of these rafts, they begin to look around to see what's going on, and there's signs everywhere. It says, danger, warning, waterfall ahead, 1,000 feet, exit now. Okay? Two rafts, same situation. The prudent rafter, they will take their raft and they will immediately start paddling to get to the side where they can find safety. Now, the simpleton rafter says, you know, all these waters are so calm. It's so lovely. It's such a beautiful day outside. You know what? I think I'll just pull over later when I get a little bit closer and I'll just enjoy the ride a little bit longer. You know, matter of fact, when I get over there, you know what? I might just go over that waterfall because it's probably not that bad anyway. And so the principle of the prudent is going to give us here at least three things when it comes to choosing the right path. And that's what we're here to figure out. How do we know which path to take? Because see, number one, the prudent make course corrections. That's what this verse teaches us, is the prudent makes a course correction. It's like if you're swimming, most of us have been to the beach before, and, and uh, we've probably, most of us have been out there in the water, and uh, you know, I've done it before. I've, I've been out in the water playing, having a great time, and then I start swimming back toward where my family's at and where my friends are all at and all that kind of stuff, and I'm swimming, and I'm swimming, and I'm swimming. All of a sudden, I look up, and in front of me, I cannot find my family. I cannot find my group of friends, right? Because the tide, sorry, uh, or the current, I guess I could say, has taken me in a direction that I really wasn't intending to go, right? And so when I look up and I can't find my family anywhere, I realize that I am off course. And so I begin to look around and I look back this way. Oh, there's my family. That's where I was headed, and so I realize where I want to go, and so I make a course correction, I change my direction, and I head back as hard as I can against the current to get back to my family, right? Now, life is certainly a lot more complicated than what scenario I just kind of gave you, but part of choosing the right path in life is getting off of the wrong path. Get it? Part of choosing the right path in life is getting off of the wrong path. You know, this behavior, this habit, this relationship, it is not headed in the right direction. I need to get off this path that I'm on, and I need to get on a better path. I was talking to a grown adult yesterday. Doesn't go to this church, doesn't know anybody in this Well, they may know some. probably everybody knows everybody right in the church, right? Somewhere along the way. But I have no connection really to this, this person. But they just came out and told me. They said, you know, I was in a relationship with uh, a lady friend in about three years, and, and I just had to cut it off, man. I just realized it wasn't going anywhere. Just out, out of the blue. We weren't even talking about this. And see, that's what happens. If you're headed in the wrong direction, you have to get off of the path so that you can get on a better path. The principle of the prudent number two says that the simpleton just keep right on going. The prudent make a course correction, but the simpleton just keep right on going. And the Bible says they suffer the consequences. Now, what consequences are those? Well, it's the ones that they ignored because they refused to act on what they saw, and that was all those danger signs. And this is usually where the aha moment takes place with the simpleton. And the dots suddenly connect, and they go, you know what? 
uh, I think my actions have consequences. And the light bulb suddenly comes on. The simpleton says, you know, I know now that the waterfall is only 500 feet ahead instead of 1,000, but I'm going to wait until it gets to be about 100 yards. In, uh, I meant to say yards. I'm going to wait until it gets about 100 yards, and then I'm going to get out. And then they realize it's too late, and they end up going over the waterfall. The simpleton in their 20s, They start putting on a little bit of extra poundage, okay? They start putting on a little bit of weight in their 20s. They go to their annual checkup. The doctor says, you know what? Right now, it's not that big a deal. But in your 40s, this is probably going to become an issue for you. You have some underlying things that you need to be considering, and you, you really need to think about changing the direction of your life when it comes to taking care of your physical body because it might be a problem for you when you go he said I know I know and I plan I intend on getting a gym membership and I intend on changing kind of my the number of times I go to the fast food places during the week but then at age 46 the simpleton has a heart attack has his first heart attack and for the first time at age 46, he starts a diet plan, and he joins the gym. And he begins a diet and an exercise plan with only 40% of his heart function, because it is now too late. It's too late. The simpleton overlooks the fact that every path has a destination. The third thing that we learn about the principle of the prudent is the prudent know that it's not what you see, it's what you do. It's not just seeing it and having good intentions, it's what you do about it. The prudent do things. They make course corrections because you know why? They understand that your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. So let me give you in closing three things today, three steps to make a course correction. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're listening, going down the road in the car. And you're saying, you know what? I realize there's some things in my life I need to make some corrections about. I'm going down some paths that I don't think is going to take me where I want to go. And I'm not going to end up re really where I want to be. Here's three things, three steps to make course correction. Number one, you do something. You do something. You take action. You step off of one path and you step onto another. You step off of one path and you step off onto another. You have to end that relationship. You have to end that relationship. You have to have that hard conversation. You have to limit your time on the internet. You have to stop going to the mall. You have to downsize. You have to sell something. You have to get a new job. And listen, you have to move to another state to get away from the temptation that you're living around every single day. See, the prudent, they see danger, and they don't just pray about it. They don't just think about it. They do something. You know, that goes against our nature, doesn't it? It really does. We develop habits whether they're good or bad, and we like our habits. That's why we do them. That's why we repeat them even if they're bad ones. We get comfortable repeating 
things that we are used to doing. If it's overeating, overeating feels natural to us. If it's losing our temper, then losing our temper just seems natural to us. And I could go on. But momentum carries us in the same direction. Momentum will always carry you in the same direction. That's why you have to change direction. And changing directions, number two, means that you almost always have to give something up. You almost always give up something if you're going to change direction. It it doesn't come free. If it was easy, you probably wouldn't be going in the direction you're going. Remember that disconnect we talked about? You know, when you see danger coming, it almost always requires sacrifice, and that's why we don't do it. It really is. It's hard. Doing without things that we enjoy is really, really hard. And here's the irony in all this. When prudent people act, you know what other people think? They often think you're the foolish one. They think you're the simpleton because you're doing things other people aren't doing. Other people are out doing this, and you're doing that, and it just doesn't look the same. You're paddling upstream. You're going against the flow. You're, you're going in a different direction. You know why you're doing that? Because you act with your life like there's danger ahead. And so you're responding and you're living your life differently in these major areas of your life. So to change direction, sacrifice will be required. You may have to sacrifice a romantic relationship. Just like this guy said. You know what the last thing he says? He says, I really do love her. I really do. But I had to end the relationship. You might have to sacrifice a friendship. You might have to sacrifice a habit that you really, really enjoy. It brings you great pleasure. But when you behave prudently, the third thing is this. And this is the last thing. You someday, you someday breathe a sigh of relief. Just like when I found my parked car those two times last week that I told you about. When I found my parked car, even though it was a clunker, man, I, I was so relieved. It was a sigh of relief that ended up where I wanted to be. And I say someday because course correction takes time. You probably didn't get off course overnight, and you're not going to get on course overnight. It usually takes some time. But the prudent see danger, and they take refuge. They get off the wrong path, and they get on the right path. They make a course correction. They don't just think about it. They just don't worry about it. They don't just pray about it. They do something about it. And the very fact that disaster and destruction and all those negative consequences that could have come into play have now been avoided, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. Do you need to make a course correction today? Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me this morning? Every head bowed and every eye closed. There are many of you here today, some of you watching online, listening to us. You realize today that you're going down a path. And that path is not where you want to end up. And so I want to encourage you this morning to do something. I want to encourage you to make a course correction. 
And it may be one of those things that I mentioned that you need to break off or you need to change, or it may be something totally and completely different from anything that I brought up today. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart about what you need to do. You know what you need to do. God is telling you. And so I want to encourage you this morning, and I'm about to pray for you in just a moment, that God will give you the courage to make that course correction. But you know what? It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to cost you something. So the question today is, are you willing to do what's necessary to be on the path that will lead you where you want to end up? God, we come to you now in this time of decision. And right there where everyone sits right now, whether it be in this building or at home, or maybe someone's listening now and they just need to pull their car over to the side of the road, but right here and right now, God, we want to commit our life to you. First of all, Father, if we've never asked you to come into our heart and to save us and given control of our life to you as Lord and Savior, we ask that you do that now. We ask that you forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all of our wrongdoing, save us right now, help us to live for you from this point on, to make wise decisions, to get to know you, to have that relationship with you. And God, for others who have already made that choice to make Jesus their Lord, but yet they've strayed off the path, I pray, God, that you would give them the courage that they need today, that they so desperately need to make that course correction in their life. May they do it even today to begin that huge step toward making a wise choice and living for you. And it's in the name of Christ we ask it all. Amen. I want to encourage you this week to do a few things, okay? Number one, I want to encourage you to invite somebody to church next Sunday. We've added more chairs. There's more room. We can add more. We're going to add more. We can go to another service if we need to. I promise you there's someone out there that needs to know how to change the direction and the path that they're on because they're headed down a road that's a dead end to nowhere. You might be their salvation along with Jesus. So invite somebody to church this week. Number two, I want to encourage you to read in Proverbs a chapter every day. Today's the fourth day of the month. Read Proverbs 4 tomorrow. Read Proverbs 5 and so on. Number three, I want to encourage you, like Lauren said, join a small group. There are many out there. If yours is not meeting, we have others who are meeting. We, we'd love to get you hooked up so you can talk about this so you can discuss this you can have some support this is not easy folks changing courses is not easy we need each other and we need to encourage one another and then the last thing I want to encourage you to do is to make a course correction in your life maybe everything's going great in all the major areas of your life but maybe there's some minor ones some small ones that could become bigger later on that Maybe this week, even today, you begin to make a course correction. All right? So as we do those things this week, I pray that you'll be blessed. I pray that we'll be the life-changing church God has called us to be, because I believe he really wants us to be that.
to our community. So as we dismiss today, let's stand together. Let's sing our closing song. Pray that you have a great week. We hope you were encouraged by this message today. If you would like more details on our church, please visit us at ehbcstatesboro.org.